Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. My name is Sarah, and if you are new here, welcome. We are so glad you're here. This is going to be fun. If you're new to this podcast, this used to be what the podcast was, and that is interviewing other troop volunteers across the country. Um, we're all recreating the wheel and uh, feeling like we're kind of having to feel around in the dark and figure out what we're doing. And I love talking to other troop volunteers and other Girl Scout geeks to just <laughs> geek out about Girl Scouts for a little while together. And just uh, we I know if you're listening to this, you can relate to this. When you love Girl Scouts, it's kind of just what you want to talk about all the time. When I started this podcast, I just wanted to connect with other people I could just talk to about Girl Scouts. And it turns out that when you're just a volunteer, it can be kind of hard to find other volunteers to connect with when you do a weekly podcast for, say, four and a half years. It starts to get tough to find people uh, to interview without violating any Facebook rules or whatever. So needless to say, this is returning back to our roots. I always hear continuously from my long-term listeners, which by the way, thank you for listening. If you've been listening for a while, that these are their favorite episodes. So I'm excited to bring you another volunteer interview today. And without further ado, I just met my guest. So please introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, what council, and what is your role in Girl Scouts? Sarah, thank you so much for having me. My name is Wendy Hovland, and I'm thrilled to be here talking with you. I am located in San Diego, so I'm part of the San Diego Girl Scout Council. And my roles within the council are that I'm a leader. This year, our girls are ambassador level. It, within our council, I'm also part of the backpacking program, and I'm one of the certified canoe trainers that we have in our council. I love everything about this. First of all, thank you so much and congratulations for ambassadors. That's so, <laughs> so cool and such a big accomplishment and such a big feat because so few of our girl members get to the ambassador point, let alone as volunteers do we get to that point with our girls. So that's incredible. So thank you for your years of service and also for, you know, congratulations for obviously building an environment for girls where they wanted to stay. So tell me a little bit about that. Do you have any tips or suggestions like right off the bat about how do we get girls to older girl program? Hmm. So I think some of the, the, let's see, some of the inspiring things that have happened to our troop that have helped us to get to this point are that when we were very young, when our girls were brownies, there were older girl troops ahead of us that were doing the most exciting things. I remember really clearly there was an older girl troop that was planning a trip to Europe. They were going to go to our chalet. They were, you know, raising funds for this trip for years. And so we got to watch their whole progression of getting ready for this activity and going to Europe. And as very young leaders and girls, we watched them. And I think subconsciously, we all kind of thought, oh, that's what you do when you are older girls. How fun. We'll get to do that when we get to be older. And so I think that exposure to older girl troops really helped us and uh, gave us dreams of what we would do when we got to that point. And I think 
together with that, I think the exploration and progression of taking on new adventures, they don't have to be travel adventures. Um, some of the other adventures we've done include camping and um, a lot of outdoor activities. As I mentioned uh, in the beginning, I'm, I'm one of the canoe trainers and, and backpack um, participants. And so some of the things we do are outdoor adventures. I think especially as the girls get older, that sense of adventure and planning those adventures that are different than what they get to do in school really has helped them build a lot of memories of fun things they've done together and also a lot of anticipation of the fun that they are going to have together. Love it. How many girls are in your troop now? We have seven girls. And have uh, they all been together all along or have you had some come and go? Yes. Great question. So my daughter actually is the only original member from when we started as daisies. We started as second year daisies in first grade. Over the years, girls joined us. Um, and then as the girls got older, some other local troops uh, disbanded and we became a place where girls that wanted to continue in Girl Scouts could join us. So. Um, in that process, we also gained, I very luckily gained, we like we gained some other leaders, which gave us a really strong base of adult volunteers. And that has made a huge difference too, because we have a really active, I have a really active co-leader. And I like to say I have four co-leaders actually, because we have so many um, trained, active adults in the troop, which is just wonderful. That's so valuable. I want to back up. Were you mm -hmm. a Girl Scout growing up? I was. I am actually still in touch with my leaders. And I was a brownie and a junior. Um, I changed schools uh, that year uh, in fifth grade. And so I did not continue after that. Um, but I have... Oh, I know that I gained a lot of wonderful things from being a Girl Scout as a girl, but I, I have now been a Girl Scout as an adult for probably twice the amount of time I was as a girl. And it's really meant a lot to me as an adult as well. What's one of your favorite memories from being a Girl Scout as a child? As a child, I have so many. Uh some of them are uh, making crafts. Our leaders were super gifted and talented in uh, crafting. And so I have wonderful memories of that. Roller skating parties, camping. And in fact, I met one of my very best friends at Girl Scout camp um, at Lake Castaic in Los Angeles when I was a young girl. And she's still my friend to this day. That's so cool. What made you decide to get involved as a volunteer? Well, uh, probably like a lot of volunteers, I'm going to say, I wanted my daughter to have the experience of being in Girl Scouts. We had moved schools from kindergarten to first grade, and I thought that Girl Scouts would be a great way for her to make new friends, and me too, for that matter. But there wasn't anybody that wanted to lead. And so I said, I'll lead. I'll be one of the, I'll be one of the leaders. And so I kind of stepped in, not really knowing. I uh, 
what I was getting into or really how to do it. So uh, that first year was a lot of learning for me. And uh, in honesty, it was a really challenging year for me until I met or talked with would probably be more accurate. I had a friend that had a lot of experience in Girl Scouts, both as a girl and she led her sister's troop. And she had just started a troop as well, same level as uh, our troop. And she kind of started mentoring me and encouraging me. And she made all the difference um, in my Girl Scout journey. Looking back, did you have any idea that you and your daughter would make it 11 more years? (laughs) No. (laughs) I... I, uh, gosh, like I said, you know, I had such, I think, um, ah, such a small goal really at that time was just for her to make new friends or for both of us to make new friends, which we have, of course, many, I had no idea what was in store for me. Really. It has completely changed my life, both personally and professionally. I would even throw in there physically because I have now learned and done things that I never, ever dreamed I would do. And that's largely because of Girl Scouts. Okay, yeah. We need to talk about this outdoor stuff. I just had a guest on (laughs) last week who is a wilderness educator and... Uh, We were talking specifically about how important it is for girls to have these outdoors experiences and to build these skills and the impact that it has. And you have been part of some incredible outdoor adventures, which I'm sure have impacted not just the girls, but also you yourself, to your point. So um, tell us a little bit about some of the highlights that you you had mentioned to me when we scheduled this time together, some of the incredible things you've done with your girls and what, I mean, what has that done for you in your life? You know, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's really been transformative and I have to say men mentoring has meant a really big, me being mentored has made a really big difference in my life. Um, And I would say in our troop too. Um, I do have a son also, and he is in Boy Scouts. And so we got, he's older. And so we got to watch some of the things they were doing. And we just started doing those same things in our troop. So in our council, when the girls uh, hit middle school, they can start going through the backpacking progression. And San Diego, we're very lucky. lucky. We have a very active backpacking um, leadership group within our council that actively is planning training and trips. And so the majority of our girls chose to go through the backpack training. And after we did that, then we started planning trips, both our troop, and then we've done trips with council as well. And so one of my favorite trips is when the girls were done with middle school, we, we planned a trip, the girls chose to go to Alaska. So that summer we went to Alaska and it was a very Girl Scouty trip. We stayed in a hostel in Juneau. We took a public ferry up to our uh, campsite up in Haines. We 
did backpacking in the Canadian Yukon. We did kayaking in the bay past glaciers and we did whitewater rafting um, and zip lining. <laughs> we just had so many adventures. Um, and it was just so special, really special. I guess I would back up and say, you know, everything is progression. So when we were brownies, we would take hikes, you know, just around the horse trails around our school. And then you know, we'd walk to the fire station for our badge on, you know, fire station safety or whatever we were doing. So just little piece by piece, we started venturing out a little farther, a little farther. We went to San Francisco for bridging back when you could bridge over the um, Golden Gate Bridge in a group. You still can, of course, individually, but we did it as a group. And um Building that progression um, has spilled over into my, as I said, into my personal and professional life too. It's it's taught me, I think, that if we just do the next piece, if we just do the next small thing that needs to be done, we'll build up our knowledge, we'll build up our confidence, and that will lead to the the next bigger thing that we want to do, and we'll feel confident taking that next skill. And that next leap. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that sounds like just an incredible snapshot of your adventures. And I have to, I have to ask, outside of this or before this, were you already a well-traveled and outdoorsy person? Because as incredible as that sounds, and as much as my heart leaps at, I want that. I'm also so intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all are like, it is intimidating to do those, those things. And I think that anybody that knew me when I was much younger would be surprised actually that I enjoy camping and backpacking and canoeing as much as I do. No, I, I camped a bit with my family when I was very young, we would camp mostly, um, yeah, we did some tent camping, but we often camped in an RV. I mean, it wasn't anything super uh, rustic at all. I have truly had a lot of mentors and trainers help me get to this point. I've learned right along with the girls. I didn't know any more than they did really going into it. It's just uh, by the gift of these trainers and mentors, a lot who were leaders ahead of me, who helped me gain these skills. And so, especially in Girl Scouts, but maybe in everything, we feel confident training others and what we feel comfortable ourselves doing. So I think that training is so valuable. And I'm really thankful to Girl Scouts for providing that training for me so that our leaders could feel comfortable and confident and and in turn, help our girls feel more comfortable and confident doing those things. Yeah, I want to call out a couple of things you said. I want to make sure that these points really get driven home for anybody listening who resonates with wanting to have these kinds of experiences or wanting your girls to have these kinds of experiences. One thing you said that I definitely at the top, I'm going to extra highlight, underline is you learned right alongside the girls. You learn at the same time as the girls. And there's a couple of things here I want to like dissect. First is it's never too late, right? No matter where we are in life, um, 
getting to do this alongside the girls, we get to have these experiences with them. And I talk about this all the time on this podcast, where all the benefits that the girls get of Girl Scouting, we get too. So in wanting your girls to have these experiences and to grow the side of themselves, the goal setting and the innovation and the risk taking and the leadership, we get all of those too. So you can do it. You can learn right alongside them and it's okay. And totally enthusiastically accepted and encouraged if you're starting at a second grade level along with your (laughs) second graders, that's okay. So I want to like call that out. And I also want to call out what you said about progression, which is related, right? We start Mm -hmm. at the beginning. So it wasn't like, hey, you girls want to go backpacking? Let's let's go ahead to the Canadian Yukon and the High Sierras. (laughs) And no, we progressed to that. And you didn't say, oh, you girls want to go kayaking? Let's go to an Alaskan bay or let's go whitewater rafting, right? Like you take the steps one step at a time. And we've talked about outdoor progression so much in previous episodes. If you want to go back and find those episodes, highly recommend checking that out if you're if you're like, where the heck do I start? Because literally, you guys, it starts with spend time outside. Right. Like it really Mm -hmm. like starts Mm -hmm. at the beginning and we work our way up and that's totally okay. And then the final thing that I really just want to make sure I'm underscoring here that you said is um, training. And as you mentioned, your council happens to have a lot of training opportunities. Most councils offer a variety of opportunities of different ways you can get involved. And that's going to vary depending geographically on where you are, because different things are going to be more popular in different areas, certainly. Mm But also, if you are listening and you are feeling like my council doesn't offer this or I live too far away from my council and they never come to my area because these are things I hear all the time. First of all, you're Mm. not alone if that's how you feel. And second of all, I want to call out what Ricardo said last week, which is you can also take training outside of Girl Scouts. There's so much opportunities even online to build that knowledge and confidence by taking as much of a variety of training as you want to take. And the more that you are watching YouTube videos or even online courses, let alone in-person stuff that you might be able to do at a state park or, you know, any any kind of local like tourism community there's so or recreational community there's so many places that you can take training and build confidence and get experience with your girls in addition to what your council offers if you can do it we could do it we could all do it you can have those experiences too if you're listening and you want to so back to you wendy tell us what is one of your proudest moments as a girl scout volunteer uh, I will say a, a special moment that I got to be part of um, is that um, I got to be part of the program and ceremony for Girl Scout San Diego's 100th anniversary a few years back. So that was a very special moment for me. I think because it was, of course, historic and momentous and um just uh, I'll always carry that with me. It was very, very special to be involved in that ceremony. They had asked me to be the MC for that ceremony. So I just, it was such a huge honor and meant so much to me. 
for the girls and with the girls, it is really hard to pick just one memory. We have done so many fun things. There is a snow cabin up in uh, Big Bear that we, the LA council owns that uh, cabin. And we've gone up there uh, numerous years uh, to go skiing and play in the snow because in San Diego, we don't usually get, you know, a cold weather even. Um, So that has been really special. As I said, uh, you know, walking, bridging across the Golden Gate Bridge was a really a special memory with the troop. And we actually, um, this June, are going to take that trip to Europe. So we hopefully will be making some more memories together um, in just a few short months. So I'm looking forward to that too. So, so awesome. What are, and you can share more than one, by the way, there's no, uh, no <laughs> monitoring here. What are some of your craziest or silliest Girl Scout memories? <laughs> I think by far the craziest Girl Scout memory is associated with that San Francisco trip. And our council, um, unfortunately, there have been some some wildfires that does happen in Southern California. And um, I don't know the exact story of how our spirit stick came to be, but there is about a five foot long stick that survived one of the fires at, at our camps up in the hills. And that became the council spirit stick. And each year there was a competition, you know, amongst the service units to see who could win this spirit stick. And the year we went to San Francisco, our service unit had won the spirit stick, which was a huge honor and exciting thing. And so troops were invited to to take pictures with the stick on their adventures. So the stick came with our service unit to San Francisco that year and our troop was asked to carry it home. So carrying it home, of course, we were staying in a hostel. Carrying it home involved carrying that stick around with us the entire time we were (laughs) finishing up our trip in San Francisco. So that stick came with us to Chinatown and the stick rode with us on the BART and the stick the stick came to the Japanese Friendship Garden. The stick was everywhere, but it was cumbersome and big. And so we finally came up, one of the co-leaders said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We'll each have stick responsibility for an hour. And so each of us were tasked with carrying the stick for an hour. So it came with us to the fortune cookie making factory and the trolley museum. And we have pictures all over San Francisco with this spirit stick. So that's, How that's funny probably going to gonna stay something- with me always. Yeah. How funny to take something that was probably obnoxious at the time (laughs) and to now be able to look at back at photos and just laugh. Yes. We keep, (laughs) we, we keep teasing each other that we're going to see if we might be able to borrow it from council to come with us on our next trip. (laughs) (laughs) So what has been, and again, you can do more than one. What have been some of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome as a troop leader or in any of your roles as a volunteer? Uh, the first year for me was really, really hard. I think without Mary, who is that uh, mentor that I mentioned, I think I probably would have been very tempted not to continue even a second year. Mary made such a big difference. And some of the very tangible ways Mary made a difference is that she started sharing ideas with me on how I I could, you know, make my meetings run easier or activities I could do and just general encouragement. 
you can do it. I'm, I'm right here. You know, there's help for you. But something really pivotal she did for me was that our council every year has a volunteer, I want to say it's celebration conference, but it happens in summer right before the new Girl Scout year takes off in fall. And there's training, you know, we taste the cookies that are coming up and all those things. But all that aside, all those things are wonderful. But the first time I went, it was like, the sky parted and the sun started shining because I didn't feel alone anymore. All of a sudden, there were hundreds of women there doing this. And I felt like I had a bigger community. And I was able to meet staff and feel like I had resources available. Of course, there's a lot of uh, resources online too. But I think just that sense of community made a really, really huge difference to me. And I have tried to not miss any of those conferences because I really get so much out of them. At this point, most of the trainings I have taken, however, the connection is always valuable. Even now, every year, I'm still meeting new people, new leaders, um, you know, getting new ideas from them, hopefully providing them with some some ideas they haven't thought of. So just that camaraderie really made a huge, huge difference. So if you could talk to yourself, that version of you when you were first starting out on this Girl Scout journey, what do you wish you could tell yourself? Hmm. Me personally, I have a hard time asking for help. I tend to try to do everything on my own. And I think in Girl Scouting, that is probably not a good recipe for success. I think that if I look back, I would tell myself to ask for help from the parents because the more they're involved, I think the more support there is just for Girl Scouting in general. As the girls get older, their calendars really start filling up and they're very busy. But if the leaders, if the the parents are involved and supportive of the effort, I have found that the girls, then it's a priority on their calendar as well. I think that, you know, again, the asking for help, there were years in those early years where I didn't have enough volunteer support within my troop to do journeys or do some things we wanted to do. And so Mary, the same leader that had encouraged me, they became our sister troop. And so we would join forces and do journeys together or do field trips together and badges together. So even now we have a camp coming up and Mary's coming along with us. We're, you know, tag teaming. So we have seconds for each other and have our adult ratios met. So to this day, here we are 11 years later, we are still helping each other and supporting one another. And I think that support, whether it's from inside your troop or partnering with other troops around you can be really, really valuable. Related. What advice would you give new troop leaders? <laughs> oh, I I feel like this this is kind of advice at the end of my I'm almost at the end of my journey of being a leader. I guess my advice would be dive in and just get as much out of this as you can. There is so much there. 
I, like I said, I've become a completely different person because of Girl Scouts. I didn't start backpacking till I was in my 40s. Um, I never thought I'd be a canoe trainer. I didn't grow up anywhere near water. <laughs> um, I've done things that, oh gosh, I never even dreamed of. And I think that is true for the girls and the adults that in Girl Scouting, if if you can dream it up, you can do it pretty much. There, there is really so much opportunity. And so I would just encourage leaders at the beginning to take advantage of doing those progressions, whether your troop wants to travel or whether you want to do outdoors or whether uh, you want to do service in the community, whatever it is, I really think there is unlimited opportunities available. I love that. What advice would you give someone who's considering volunteering for Girl Scouts? I have thought really hard about this (laughs) because my perceptions of volunteering for Girl Scouts has changed dramatically Uh, during my time with the organization. I've come to believe this organization, while fundamentally it is uh, centered around helping build uh, girls of courage and confidence uh, to go out into the world. I, through my experiences in this organization, have come to believe that this is an organization for women and adults, uh, both male and female, or however you identify, Uh, to grow and gain courage and confidence and all the things within that promise and law, I think are available for all ages. I have come to believe this organization really is for uh, personal development. And it does, I think, you know, spill over into professional development as well for people of all ages. So I, I would encourage people to volunteer within the organization whether they have children or not, um, whether you know they have a connection, you know, in that way of being a troop leader, it's just one way to volunteer. There are just so many ways to volunteer, and many, many of the volunteers in our outdoor adventure program either have girls that are long um, bridged into adults. Actually, their their girls are adults now themselves. Or they are volunteers who may not have ever had children in the program. They come to backpack and canoe themselves, which is incredible. That is available to um, anyone through this organization as well, which may be um, not well known. (laughs) But but I think it's uh, fantastic. What is one of your favorite or one of the best resources you've found or a go-to that you use to run your troop? I have to say our trainers are really some of my favorite resources. I uh, Perhaps we're very lucky in San Diego to have exceptional trainers, um, but the trainers I have interacted with just give so graciously of their knowledge and uh, enthusiasm for whatever they are training in. Um, And it's just like a huge gamut of skills. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to take classes now in arts and crafts and, in you know, weaving with organic 
basket materials, in um, crafting, in um, outdoor adventure. And every single one of those trainers and volunteers has just uh, been a wealth of information. So whether, um, as you said, whether you have those trainers available to you locally or whether you are able to find that training online, I would just uh, recommend taking advantage of the wonderful training that is available. Thank you so much for sharing. I am just totally honored to have your time to share some of your stories. And I feel so inspired. I mean, I already so for those of you who are kind of newer here, my troop actually disbanded during the pandemic. So I've been taking a break in a troop leader role and I'm feeling, I've already was feeling really motivated that I didn't want to start during cookies, but going into the next membership season um, that I want to start another troop. I feel like it's time. I feel like I'm ready. I miss it like crazy. And listening to you, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. My girls this year, my I had a multi-level troop, but my primary yes. level that I was working with, they would be Girl Scout seniors now. So mm-hmm. ninth grade and um, going into 10th grade next year, obviously. And I, the the older girl, the oldest girl program is so cool. I just, uh, my heart hurts when I think about the fact that our troop just totally got derailed by that. But you've inspired me so much. And I know that there are people listening who are inspired too. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And honestly, truly thank you for what you have done for girls and volunteers in your area in making these opportunities available. It's literally life-changing and community-changing work. And um, I think you're incredibly special. So thank you so, so much for everything that you do and for your time today. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was, of course, a huge pleasure to talk with you. I appreciate you having me. And uh, I think like all volunteering, I have got, thank you for your kind words, like all volunteering, I feel like I have gotten more from it than I have given. So it has been my pleasure. I love that. And if you're listening and you haven't come on to geek out about Girl Scouts with me yet, please do send me an email at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com or a DM on Facebook or reach out in the Facebook group and let's get you on the calendar. It is totally painless. We are just going to talk about what we love about Girl Scouts and also the hard stuff, right? We're just going to like what's been hard about it. We're just going to geek out about what our experiences is like and reflect on your favorite memories. And it's truly that simple, but it's so much fun. So please get on the schedule. And if you've been on before, but you haven't been on in a while, Come back and give us an update. I mean, we'd love to hear how your experiences have grown, how your girls have grown, um, what new stuff you've been up to since. So I want to talk to you. I want to do more of these conversations, of course. And you are so, so welcome here. So I hope to hear from you about coming on just like Wendy did and sharing about your experience. I will catch you guys next week.